It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans, this time in an undisclosed location. Normally, we're broadcasting happy hour from the Collins Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue, but not today. Just before we tell you why, though, I still have to tell you the Collins is a great place to stay if you're coming to New Orleans and a great place to come and have a drink at happy hour or any time of the day if you're already in New Orleans. The reason that we're broadcasting from an undisclosed location today, and by the way, did I tell you I'm Grant Morris, is because the subject that we're discussing today is slightly sensitive. It's about sex. And the people we're talking to are swingers and part of the swinging lifestyle. I'm sorry, I forgot to get you a drink. That was my totally my fault. Trish is on the case, though. So we've got our own cocktails. We're pouring our own drinks here in the studio of It's New Orleans. We're talking about swinging. We're talking about an underground sort of lifestyle that goes on in New Orleans. And on the piano in our studios is none other than the most fabulous piano player of all time, Mitch Foreman. Hi, Mitch. Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm good. I'd like you to meet our special guests today, Mitch. They are, and these aren't their real names, but we're using them for now. John? Hi, Mitch. How are you? I'm well. How are you, John? I've had worse days. Have uh, you really? I what was the worst day you ever had? Uh, I, I can't say that on the radio. Um, What's, we're not on the radio. This is just the internet. So. Well, internet, <laughs> it, it involves blood and brains and, and messy stuff. So. Really? Your yeah. own or other people's? Other people's. I was a police officer for a long time. So Were you oh, really? Wow. I was. Wow. And what happened? Someone got killed or you shot them? Uh, I didn't shoot them. They shot themselves, but... Someone shot themselves and you had to wipe it up. Well, it's an unsettling day when a piece of brain falls off the ceiling and lands on your shoulder. So, yeah. Wow. I've a had some bad days. So today what, was a What shoulder good did day. it fall on? Your left shoulder or right your right shoulder. shoulder? Is that good luck? Like salt? <laughs> I don't know if it's tainted the rest of my life. but um, Is it really? I don't know. I mean, Do you lay, like, lean to one side a little bit more than the other now? I don't have any noticeable ticks that I know of. Are you so sure? I Do think so. Do you eat brains now, though? Um... Because they can be quite good sautés. Well, that voice you hear, the voice you hear is Mariella, who's our other guest, also a swinger. Can I identify you as a swinger? Is that okay to say that? Um, I don't think that's so much my category, but you can go with that. What would your category be? I am uh, experienced in open, multiple-partner relationships. Okay, and that's not called swinging, technically. Not technically. Hey, John, what about you? You're not a swinger or you are a swinger? I fall in that category, yes. You're, you say yes to swinger. Mary Alice says no to Swinger. And James Hayes, <laughs> singer and frontman and songwriter for the Lovey Doveys, yeah. is back again on Happy Hour. Nice to have you back. How you doing, Grant? How's your sex life been? Uh, since we last left, it's gotten even better. Well, you were, you were, we've been with the same girl for a long time. Oh, yeah. What's your, hey, you know what? I have to turn the air off here, don't I? Just stop this noise. Yeah, totally. Okay, can someone do that? Thanks, Trish. Yeah, so we, we're working in the studio here. We're not used to doing our own uh, anything. We're used to sort of being taken care of, but we're doing it all ourselves. Hey, um, so James, how's it going since I spoke to you last then? Apart from the girlfriend's still the same, the record was coming out last time I spoke to you. Fiance now. Fiance, congratulations. Yeah. You have to get on the mic as well. Okay. <laughs> you guys are all slack. We've had too many beers already before we even started no, the show. No way. So when are you getting <clears throat> married? Um, in October. Okay. Yeah. Wow. What prompted that decision? What, to get married? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come on, honey. It's, it's not a, that bad. You it's asked. Kind of a long, Tell. I, I asked? Oh. He asked. He's happy. No, oh, you, oh, I asked. Oh, yes. No, I he asked. didn't ask her. <laughs> oh, no, right, right. Oh, you, uh, he asked as well. Yes, girlfriend. How did, no, what, what decided you to get married? I don't know. Love, man. You know. Love. love. Okay, so that's a very interesting question that you've raised here. Love. Mm-hmm. Mariella, how does love play into being an experienced, open-partnered, multifarious relationship person. I've had a well, lot. Mine doesn't exclude hers, though. Just because I'm getting married doesn't mean that, you know. No, but I just wonder how... <laughs> you can't segue from me. No, but it yeah, d- no, not no. the same rules <laughs> don't apply to everybody. Is that what you're saying, right? I'm just saying I'm not, you know, I'm not a hater or anything. No, 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 no. no. I wasn't <laughs> applying that for a minute. No, why? Because love. No, no, I wasn't applying... <laughs> I wasn't applying there's you know, anything less... You know, people from my situation fall in love as well. I mean, it's very, very well, common. That, that's like, you know, I didn't want it to seem like I've loved that. many, was, probably more. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, you've only just loved this one person for years, and you've been, do you, are you falling in love with all these multifarious people, Mary Ellen? Um, I've had some very serious extended relationships with some of them, yes. So wh- what sets you apart from an ordinary person who just dates a lot of people? Um, because I have relationships with them. With whom? Well, I have a couple that I've had a relationship with for the last five years. A couple? 
yes. Meaning uh, two people? Yes, two. <laughs> a man. couple, a man a and a woman? Yes. Not a few or a bunch. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have a long-term relationship with a couple of people yes. the way that most of us would regu- regularly have a long-term relationship with one person like yes. James or his fiance. Exactly. Okay. And how's it working out? It was beautiful. It was? Well, it's it would still go on, but I'm in a relationship now that doesn't exactly fill into that so that relationship's over with the two of them but for a very long time it was wonderful how long did you three have a relationship um i had a relationship with her for the last five or six years when she got married um her husband entered into it and have had a relationship with the two of them for the last two and a half three years and it was just easy i would see them they were my partners what is the definition of relationship Oh, uh, we loved each other. We cared for each other, same as you or anyone else, you know. So it's not just about sex at all. No, not just about sex. It was everything. So would you go to the movies together, the three of you? Yes, we would. <laughs> we went on vacations together. What would you went go to the see movies if together. You went to the movies. The same thing you would see, oddly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, astoundingly enough, it might have even been like Thor. And what happens? <laughs> so Iron Man. Iron Man. So the three yes. of you. Is it? It's difficult to make a decision to about which movie to go to, isn't it, with your fiancé, James? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, with just the two people? No, not at all. No, you, you just no. go along with whatever she says. You've figured that out right now, right? I don't know. I think we just both kind of, you know, go to see the same movie, sort of. Mm-hmm. There's no discussion. I find that even no, two sure people there's agree. discussion, but, you know, like, uh, I don't, it's not that difficult. I don't know. If that's the problem, if you go and decide Maybe you shouldn't be getting married. Yeah. Or, go, or maybe you should maybe just you not should see, be, movies. Go see movies. With well, other yeah, people. Exactly. Maybe you're like a difficult person. I think know? age falls into that as well. There's a point in time where saying yes, dear, becomes very important in a relationship. Sure. Uh, you know, that's, any man learns that eventually. Uh, but see, then women also have to understand that their participation in it might be to never say no. What does that mean, really? Well, if a man, about anything, if a man has, if no. a man has to say yes, dear, to things and tolerate those particular scenarios, then her job should be a little bit to be available and to not act in dis- disgust or disdain about certain things he's asked her to do. Such as what? Uh, bend over on the kitchen floor and let me lick your ass. I think I like you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, you think most women would go along with it, or they should go along? With it? I think they should. I think it would be to their benefit as well as their marriage's benefit. How many times has a guy said that to you? Bend right. over on the kitchen floor and let me lick It was said to me this morning. Really? <laughs> yes. And you went along with that? Well, of course. Because you're not going to say no to anything? Well, not to him. Okay. What does it feel like to have your ass licked? It's really quite wonderful. You love that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> really? And does, then, does he know that? or? Well, yes, Did of you teach he does. him that? No, no, he taught me. Really? Well, it's something he likes, something I like, and you know who doesn't like a tongue somewhere? I don't know, John. Are you up for that? I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> there are some other digits that shouldn't be involved, but that's, well, you know. and that's a preference. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and your tongue isn't necessarily a digit, by the way. Technically, it's not a digit. <laughs> yes, technically. <laughs> so you don't want anyone's finger up your ass like the proctologist, John. I've had one uh, one exam so far. Well, you know, the prostate massage in a sexual way can be a very intriguing opportunity. I'll leave that up to someone else. But you, first of all, you're saying it's not all about sex, and now we've come well, back to ass licking, and we're only, we're only <laughs> s- what is it, nine minutes into the show, and we're already okay, on well, ass licking so on the kitchen. So we can, we can take why the, the kitchen? Out of it. No, why we don't have to, but why the kitchen? Why not the kitchen? Oh, uh, have the some kitchen, popcorn, by the way. Uh, the kitchen, shh, that's like. That's off limits. Yeah, no, no. Oh, the right. kitchen's <laughs> good, right? Oh, see, you're not shy now. So, like, no, getting down in the kitchen yeah. on the floor is, like, yeah, super groovy. That's a, I mean, that's a classic. Not a classic. It should be a classic. Oh. You have to keep it, you know, good or whatever. But, um, yeah, kitchen. And see, that's but, why you don't argue about what movies you go see. How do you make that yeah. conclusion? Because I fuck in the kitchen. <laughs> I, really, I care about the movie, you know? Like, exactly. What's the uh, hygienic situation about licking someone's ass, by the way? <laughs> well, I suppose when you're a couple you do or... Some garden work? Yeah. <laughs> you make sure you hoe the field first. <laughs> okay. So no, they're like working in the garden getting it really, really bad. Just, you know, taking care of your business. What? But, I mean, some people like it dirty too, Grant. I mean, hey. Do they? <laughs> of course. Kinds. Takes all kinds. How do you um, how do you meet other people like this? How did you meet the couple? Oh, you met the girl first. I met the girl first. So you had a sort of a 
a girl-girl relationship. Even though, well, you're not heterosexual. You're everything. You're omnisexual. I'm omnisexual. Yes. What does that entail? Anything besides just I've, humans? N- well, you know, there there have been some plants. No. <laughs> <laughs> it is just humans. Thank you. Okay. But there's, so there's only two types of humans. Well, yeah, or male, female, and, and, you know, well, there are three. If you, you really want to go there, maybe four. You never know. Well, I'm interested in going there because I don't know anything about it. What, what are the, what's the third one? Well, you know, everybody comes with different parts or they can manufacture them if they like. So who knows? There's a lot of options in the only two people category. Yeah, okay. But my so two are men and women. So that's your, you're sort of a specialist in men and women. Yeah, men and women. <laughs> okay. John, what about you? I like them to come with what they were born with. Okay. Um, I'm Matt. on the fence um, in regards that... That's an unfortunate... What's, what's I, 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 so how does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> no picket fences for me. <gasps> I'm on the fence in the fact that I'm only bisexual in an oral fashion. Orally bisexual. Orally bisexual. There's a lot of distinctions that are very fine. Here. Well, well it, he's funny, not gay. Know? Exactly. I don't want anything going, you know, he's where it doesn't not, belong. He doesn't go down south, but right. he's what does not this mean? Okay, opposed. Just, you'll give a guy a blowjob, is that what you're saying? Sure. Okay, yeah. but you don't want any guy sticking There's, his He doesn't, yeah, no off-roading. Not off-roading. at all. No rough riding, no. <laughs> okay. Now, no. that's, and giving a guy a blowjob, in your opinion, is not regarded as gay. No, not at all. And then you say to Michelle. Yes, before, I completely agree. It's a sexual. Is this like a Clintonian? (laughs) It wasn't sex. It was just a (laughs) blowjob. I don't know if I would say that, but I mean, um, a professor of mine at Tulane, uh, when I asked him what accounted for bisexuality, he didn't have an answer directly. He said he flat out said, "People who are gay, it's genetic. That's the end of the story." Mm Mm-hmm. Well, I said, what accounts for bisexuality? And he, he sat there and he flustered and, and he finally came out and said that it's learned behavior. So do you, con- you know, do you fall prey to the constraints that society places upon you that you have to fit into this category? I have a girlfriend. I love my girlfriend. I love women, but I like to suck a dick from now, you know, time and again. Okay. Well, so yeah. you know, that's just- and I don't think it's learned behavior. It's a sexual desire. It, that's all it is. And your sexuality isn't necessarily so tied into the way that we present things. Like a man loves a woman, a lo- woman loves a man, that's it, and that's all we do. And if you're a swinger, then you only do it with this man and this woman, and you only do it that way. But what you want physically and intimately and sexually doesn't have anything to do with what goes on in your head. It doesn't make you gay or straight or bisexual. There's really no way to identify that completely. You like to suck a dick every now and then because it turns you on. It makes your dick hard. It makes you come. That doesn't make you gay or straight or bisexual or anything. It just means it's a sexual thing that you like to do. So you're saying that sex is divorced from your mind completely? No, I think it's a part of your mind, but I don't think it's a part of your standards. I mean, I don't think we get to say things of the nature of this man and this woman get to love each other in this way, and that's the way it goes, and everything else is subject to a title or a definition. There's no way to define some of those things. I've had sex with men. I've had sex with women. I've had sex with men that are similar to you. And, you know, the thing is, it's, it's all just What's, sex. What, uh, what category is that, men who are similar well, like to you? Well, like where he's open to oh. experiences that aren't necessarily something that most men would e- even remotely admit they were open to, which most men probably are open to. I mean, come on, men are way more sexual creatures for the most part than women. They'll okay, let anything. I'm going to take a poll here. How many men other than John? It was only me and James here. Yeah. <laughs> are you interested? In, I, Mitch, you're included in this. <laughs> All right. Are you guys interested in giving a guy giving face. a guy a blowjob? <laughs> James, are you? What's that? Are you? Would you give a guy a blowjob? I mean. Okay, that right there. That's enough. There hers. you go. <laughs> Fucking perfect. That's. What is that? What is that? Fucking what? perfect. He's like, hey, I wouldn't be opposed to getting my dick sucked by a dude because why would a dude? <laughs> Be opposed to getting his dick sucked. I don't know whether that's exactly what James that's said. That's exactly what he said. It is exactly. Is that exactly what you yeah, said? Been an OPP man. That Orleans Parish Prison for those people who are listening <laughs> outside New Orleans. You've had that happen to you in OPP. Is that what? Other people's pussy. Yeah, other people's uh, property, sweetie. Oh, I see. I thought we were talking about being in jail. <laughs> so, so you're up for that, Mitch? What about you? Uh, I would do I it if I needed a ride. <laughs> but he, he means yeah. a short ride yeah, from block A to block B. He's good. Very good. Okay. If I was a trucker, 
<laughs> and you were a lady. <laughs> I, I'd marry you anyway. James, we're going to have to do something else here. We're going to have to come back. I'm going to come back in just a moment and talk to you all about, uh, about this, the organization of swinging, about how the structure of swinging that seems to exist in New Orleans from what I've been able to tell in my research, <coughs> which is academic only, of course. <laughs> James, I'm going to turn to you and ask you to play us something off, right. off some sort of a record or okay. a thought. Yeah, actually, I'm going to play something... Uh, off of the new record that we're recording at, uh, um, did you see this uh, this week's episode of Treme or whatever what was on it that caught your they, attention they had that uh, God, the guy that the upright bass player that recorded with Miles Davis and all these guys they had this it's supposed to be it's supposed to be the studio in New York but it's actually like under the bridge in Algiers you know which is really yeah. funny because it's just like you know Anyway, we record there, and we were, we're recording some stuff there. I oh, say so that's it's your sort of link to Treme, the living room, the, the studio living, is. Yeah, yeah, you can see it on that this week's episode. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, yeah. All right. So here you go. Okay. What are What are you playing? What is uh, it? This song is like one called uh, "Hats Off." Okay. Hats Off. James Hayes. <laughs> Yeah, very nice. Is that a song you're doing with the Lovey Doveys? Yeah, that's well. Um, yeah, that the whole new record is actually using a bunch of different people from a, a bunch of different uh, New Orleans rock bands. Who, so, who are they? Who are you using? Um, well, Eric Rogers is the drummer. He uh, he's plays in. Um, he played in uh, My Name Is John Michael, Vox and the Hound. Uh, he's now playing in a band called Empress Hotel, and um, and he played on pretty much everything on the new record and then uh and we have um the guys from black belt band playing uh some of the like percussion and bass stuff on a lot of it too so when's it coming out do you think that, i don't know it's still we're still recording and mixing i'm going there tonight and it's still going so cool so it's a very that's a very nice song or so, you know? that's a very nice song about your affection for somebody else or your respect for somebody else but you still manage to get the word entrails in it <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> what is that line? Um, the entrails that I picked up the off the road. The entrails that I left up on the road were good for you. The entrails that I left. The entrails that I left up on the road. Yeah, were good for you. That's kind of like leaving. Um, 
I don't know. It's kind of about like you know, given what you got, it's probably not the best, but it does. It's like all my down. dirty shit. Yeah, you accepted. It was good enough for you. Yeah. And it was on the road. Yeah. So. It's like you picked it up and said, "I'm good." We're back to shit again. Well, you started <laughs> it. I didn't. I didn't actually. You, you, did I? In, you entrailed it. Oh well, okay. I did ask what, oh, the, she, what the reference she, yeah, she's to entrails. Entrails and shit are not the same thing, though. By the way, are they? Well, you um, probably have to be very well spoken to be a swinger, huh? Uh, no, absolutely not. You don't think so? I think most of the swingers, like, if you want to talk categorically, just swingers, swingers clubs, in that environment. Yes, let's do that. It's a completely different scenario. What is the scenario of the swingers club? Thank you for the segue. It's a mess. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is. It's a mess. Literally or? Um, I, not figuratively. There's no blood. There's no brains falling it, on your shoulder. It's absolutely no brains on a the disaster. There, but Everybody's can, having a problem. No. <laughs> the one thing so I can say is, is weird, never yeah. fall asleep ass up in a sex club. <laughs> okay? That, that's rule number one. Never yeah, fall, you do don't want to pass sleep, out. Do you get sleepy sometimes at the sex club? Well, at the same point in time, like anything, any club environment there's recreational drug use as well whether yes. it be condoned by the club well or not. actually mostly there is a lot of recreational drug use right. in the swinging environment okay. which makes it a, which is why i didn't describe myself categorically as a swinger because in that environment i'm more of a voyeur okay i have a question is yes. it just kogan x um there's a lot of x mdma that kind of thing Molly there's a lot of cocaine yeah, yeah that yeah. scenario there's not a lot of like, let's just kick back and smoke a joint kind of thing. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I know. You know, because well, nobody, no, nobody's that. sitting yeah. in the bed going, dude, chips would be fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, there's also can another you, drug. Can your wife feed me these chips? I <laughs> really <laughs> need it. <laughs> there's also another drug that, that we haven't addressed, and that's Viagra. Oh, that's uh, a huge. very prevalent. Very prevalent. And there's a lot of older couples in the swinger environment. How old is older? How old are you? Well, uh, you know, that's, a, that's a different question. What is the, what is the sort of average age group of the swinging community? Um, forty plus. Forty plus. And I think, well, I think the kids aren't into it. I think things. Well, have the certainly kids are changed. into it, but they're not in the clubs. I mean, they're not. They can't get in. Well, no, they're not in the swinger clubs. They're having free sex still in oh, right. their houses, and you know yeah, the things that right. we all did well, when we were teenagers. Right. Like, oh, I'm going to fuck you in front of you, and that's just groovy with me. <laughs> and you know, that's how you. So you wanted to retain that lifestyle? Is that what you're saying? Most of us have to give it up. Well, I don't know if I wanted to retain it, but I I knew that the structured monogamy wasn't necessarily something that was for me. Right. So, John, have what? what to, let's get back to one question. I go the structure of the swingers, the setup that is actually there's a club in New Orleans, right? Yes. There's two. There's two. There's two. Jasmine and Colette. Jasmine. How do you spell Jasmine? Like the Jasmine. Like man plural. Jasmine, Jasmine. isn't like Jasmine T or Jasmine the Flower, not J A Z Z. I'm thinking of New Orleans. (laughs) But that's freaking awesome. I'm solely doing that. Let's do it. (laughs) Jasmine. (laughs) I was thinking of Jasmine. But it it might be Jasmine at that point. So so Jasmine the club, and what's the other one's called? Colette. And which which is the sort of most the biggest one? Um, they're different. I've not been to Jasmine's. I actually worked at Colette for the first year they were open. You worked there? I worked there. You're really on the inside. What did you do? Well, when you have a business that only has three employees, you, everyone does everything. That wasn't where the brains were dripping down? No, off. not at all. <laughs> not at all. Other stuff but was dripping off the ceiling. Uh, not off the ceiling, but occasionally off the wall. Yeah. Off the wall, you know, around the room. And so what, did you, what was your job there as one of three employees? Well, we did everything, whether it be maintenance, working the door. I've only ever had to throw two people out. For what? You know? Not having sex? Well, no. One guy was just really violent. Um, he wasn't pleased that his girlfriend was having fun, and he wasn't. And, of course... Well, and that's a huge It's a huge issue. It's a huge issue. Most men will involve their women in it, and the girl will go, well, okay, I'll do it, you know, whatever. That seems fine. And when she gets into the scenario and he's not getting what he wants out of it, he thinks he's going to go and he's banging hot chicks and she's just like on the side somewhere. But then he's realizing there's some 12-inch dick coming at her face. And he's like, oh, yeah, no, not yeah. good with that. Yeah, he was not, he was not pleased at all that, that another guy and I were going to town on his girlfriend. And uh, 
he, he just he got violent. Are there rules written or unwritten about what's supposed to be in a every couple? Just <laughs> ass, right? I mean, he like you like broke his wrist with your cock. You're like, right? dude, I've had <laughs> <laughs> I've had brains on my shoulder, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have. To, I, I mean, I physically had to put him out, but we didn't. You know, it didn't come to us swinging or anything. But he yeah. was actually an ex-convict who had been in oh, prison for right. selling X. Imagine that. Oh, okay. But you know, in small, that it's environment. A small town. Well, she got even with him because his Rolex was at her house. So the other guy that the two of us were with her, he brought her home. She gave him his watch. So why don't he did he lose his girlfriend? He lost a nice watch. So well, I kind of think she got back at him when he said, "Come on, baby, let's do it. Let's do it. It'll be fun. It'll be fun." He thought he was going to get some, and she did. Right. Because when she well, does this scenario obviously happens more often than not by the sound of it. Well, well it, it depends. Like I said, I only had two occasions where I ever had to put anyone out. Right, but but, but guys, it's a sort of a guys have a guy. lack of performance issue in the scenario was, more often than not. If he was so bummed out about it, why didn't he just jump in with y'all? Well, okay, let's like if he was put, really let's put bored, this picture you know? together. Like, let's put yeah, it together, like, girl, like, guy, to now, guy. You know? There's really no other place. Well, I to mean, fit in there. It's like a rock show. You want to well, be at the front, you get to the front. <laughs> you, mean, you can put like, another guy in there, but know? it takes a lot so, of skill. Yeah, yeah there, there's some effort and that. talent yeah, involved in that scenario. <laughs> okay, so what so, happens if I want to go? I, I mean, supposing tonight I'm sitting around here, it's a Thursday night or whatever it is, you know, and I'm saying, let's go down to Colette. You've never been to Jasmine. I've never so been to Jasmine. Let's not talk about that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Let's talk about Colette. I, go, I want to go down there. What do I do? Do I just, where is it? Um, what on is Gravier it? Street? Yeah. On Gravier Street you in walk the CBD. In, you pay just, your fee to get in. How much is that? I don't know what it is for single men. I've always gone what? in with a couple and as a single woman, so it's different. You've gone by yourself? You just walk in by yourself? Just feel like having random sex with people? No, it wasn't necessarily that. I told you in those scenarios, I'm more of a voyeur. Oh, you just like to go and watch. I'm sorry. You did say that. Well, we'll get on to that in just a moment. First of all, how much is it to get in, John? I, I haven't been to the website lately. To, to You haven't to gone? Know exactly. You don't go there I haven't, I haven't been to the club in a number of years, probably five years. Did they fire you or what? Um, I actually did get fired. I ah, got into it with the owner. Um, to make a long story short, we're both named John. We're both tall, both tall and both shave our heads. He, would, he lives in Tampa. You shave your own head and he shaves his own he head. He shaves his own head. Just to right, get we don't shave straight. each other. I just wondered. Okay. But when you live in Tampa, you fly into New Orleans for the weekend, or you may or may not be here, or you tell people, oh, come down to the club and meet me. They come to the club and they ask for John. Who are they going to get? You're not there. They get me. Okay. And he got a little upset that I was, you know. He was telling women to come down there. Well, there's a lot of jealousy the... within the swingers right. community. Okay, so what's up with that? I thought well, that's the thing is it's it, like, that's you know, the, it's it's really quite bizarre because couples yeah. are getting into it to feed some need that they have like our sex life is dull. Let's do something exciting instead of finding a way to be intimate with each other. They're like, well, let's just throw the shit to the wall. And do it with other people, but they don't really understand the consequences to that. That they don't necessarily always get that it is sexual, that it 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 is only sexual. It doesn't have anything to do with your interpersonal relationship. That you have to disconnect from that completely, and they don't always do that, which makes it a really difficult um, area to traverse. You're just you're always kind of, and that's why I don't kind of recognize myself as that exclusively. Because I don't like to get involved in the drama of a couple who aren't certain that they want to be there for the right reasons. Or they have absolutely arbitrary rules. Like, yeah, arbitrary. Oh, you can, can't you, kiss. Yeah, you can fuck my wife all you want, but if you kiss her, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm gonna ki- or I'm going to sit here and hold her titties while she lays on me while a train load of dudes fucking stick cocks in her, but don't really, don't look in her eyes. Don't look in her yeah. eyes. Yeah, or <laughs> her toes are sacred. You suck yeah. them. That's it. <laughs> That's it. You I'm know? done, man. Yeah. I'm going at you. I, I mean, dick go between the big toe and the... <laughs> <laughs> where it's <laughs> over. <laughs> exactly. And just... Before you engage in this activity, does anyone have a conversation? And is there a they communication? They have lots of conversation. There's lots of communication, and that's what makes it. That's what takes away the sexuality of it. And that's you mean what the spontaneity? The spontane- No, it, it honestly takes the sensuality and the sexuality completely away from it. It becomes almost like a, a job. It, it becomes like this I've thing that you're doing. I've never had a job doing. like that. Well, you know, well, I don't. And I, I don't know if it's part. You need to get one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's if it's necessarily the difference between men and women, but from a guy's from a guy's perspective, a guy could walk in and just commence to fucking anyone. Whether it was a woman, you need to 
you know, you need to stroke the coals. You need to. You need to have. Well, there is. Yeah. To some extent with a woman, you need to have some sort of a connection, a physical, mental, any, any sort of. This is confusing me. I need and I want. When I first asked you, was it just sexual? You said, no, it wasn't. Well, it is. But but a sexual sexual connection isn't. Okay. You can have sex with anyone. But a woman has sex differently, obviously, than most men. A woman wants to feel like, okay, you know what? I've got this thing with you. Eye contact or a a situation or emotion or I like your shirt or I like your arms or I like your pants. And I feel connected to that. Just a shirt will do it. Just a shirt will do it. That's great news. You know, okay. I I look in your eyes and I think you're the dirtiest bitch dude I've ever seen in my life. And I know you're going to do things to me that nobody's ever done. Let's go. But a guy is like, okay, you know, the thing needs to be serviced. I'm up. You're hot. You're fat. You're old. You're short. You're big. You're small. What the fuck ever. Go, 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 go. I mean, I can't That's a very you. good description of men versus the difference between men and women. <laughs> I, I mean, John. I can't tell you how many times I've seen it happen. There will be a woman that I would not find attractive. I mean, if she's 300 pounds, that's, you know, that's a little beyond my range. But there will be a string of guys following her around like a puppy chasing a bone. Yeah. Because she's receptive. And it, it's just... It's, it's like a dog in heat, you mean? Well, Absolutely, because, yes. Yeah, it's because she's putting off some vibe that she's sensual and that she's open to the environment and that she's not going to be a pain in the ass. So, uh, am I the only one who... <laughs> <laughs> It does. So to speak. It sounds very confusing. There's a, there's a, well, it is very confusing. Conf- so it's it's all completely about the individuals, and because right. okay. every individual is so completely different, there's so much chaos involved in the environment that you almost don't know how to work your way through it. Sometimes. So far, so far, I've only just paid my fee to get in the door, and I don't even know how much it is yet. And okay, then I, then I, I paid fifty dollars for a couple. Fifty bucks off for the a top of my head. Yeah, your membership and then a door fee. It may cost you one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get on. Let's in just a moment. Let's come back and talk about what happens when you walk through the door. You've paid your fifty dollars or your twenty. Do you want to talk about being a single man, a couple, or a single woman? Yeah. Let's talk about all those when we come back. First of all, though, I'd like to introduce you to the musical stylings of Mitchell Foreman. Oh, wonderful. Mitch, what are you thinking of playing? Well, first, I have a quick story, a little bit related. Is I I went for my (laughs) physical checkup to my doctor the other day. Yeah. And uh, you know, at the end, I'm. Sort of, it's time for the prostate exam, and I, I, I by mistake, I screamed out the name of the, another doctor. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Very good. That's Martin Short's joke, courtesy of Martin. That's Short. a good Martin Short joke. You uh, and you know the, the only road. good joke he ever told, probably. No, no, no. He's very. Funny. Oh, that's just. <laughs> Mitch was on the road with Martin Short for a long time. Yeah, well, playing. I have no loyalties to Mitch. <laughs> no, but you don't like Martin Short. Eh, he's he's good and bad. Is he? <laughs> hey, I, remember I, that turtle thing? Yeah, the turtle. Yeah, you killed it, right? It was like enough, man. <laughs> Mitch, what are you playing? Uh, what 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 goes with all this? <laughs> what goes with this? It's a song called "Falling in Love with Love." Oh, perfect. Here we go.
Falling in Love with Love, Mitch Foreman. Thank in you. our studios of its new ones. Mitch, um, I hope you don't mind me coming back from that talking about uh, Colette. I, I, I would, and wouldn't have it any other way. Door. Okay. James is just back from smoking a cigarette. Cigarette. Was it a cigarette? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. And we're back to talking about Colette. Walking in the door. Okay. So there's the difference between walking in the door with a man, if you're a man, a woman, or a couple. Yes. What is the difference? Well, you go first. Well, price for one. Yes. Um, okay. If you're a single female, you pay for your membership, and um, admission is generally free. Or you may, if you go as a couple, you'll still pay a door fee on you know once you have your membership, which may be fifty dollars, I believe. It is fifty dollars. So this is to yeah. encourage women to go down there. Oh, absolutely. So there's more men in swing oh, a, absolutely swinger lifestyle absolutely. than women. And they don't encourage single men because that scenario becomes a little bit difficult. Like some of the website pages, the single men are kind of ostracized. Exactly. And with my girlfriend and I, we're the opposite. We would much rather have another guy join in because she's not really interested in girls. Um, so for us, it wor- I mean, it works out for me um, that way. But, yeah, it, in the okay, club. Okay, but I'm, I'm still – yeah, let's get back to the club because I still – I'm talking about going down there on Thursday night. And okay, I, so I'm on walking Thursday in the door. night. What, what does a place look like? Um. Well, initially, upon walking, it looks like um, almost like a hotel, yeah, like a hotel a nice check-in. You, you have a very private area, and you check in, and you pay your fee, and you speak with someone, and they give you a little synopsis just to make sure you understand where you're at, and you're not just trying to like have some fun moment for the night and do something super dangerous dangerous yeah. or they don't want any bullshit in there you know they want okay. to make sure that you know what you're getting into and that you're not going to cause problems for the other members or the other people there and you're not going to go ha, 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 can you believe we're here oh my god oh my god so they so cannot, act cool yeah be cool when i go down there act cool just be cool and you know okay. the environment that you're walking into and i'm trying to figure that out what is the environment that i'm walking well in? initially when you walk in after you pay fee you walk into a nightclub okay so there's music and dancing. There's music and dancing, and there's a bar, and you have drinks, and it's basically like any other nightclub in the city. But then you can decide to go to the upstairs areas, and initially in the upstairs area, you have kind of like a lobby landing area, and there's a movie room where there's a big screen movie theater, and there's different... A lounge. A you know, lounge, with, and there's different types of pornographic... playing a movie? Different types of movies. What are they playing? Thor or yeah, absolutely. It's it's the Fast oh. and the Furious. And <laughs> <laughs> I can't say a whole lot of bad about it because I actually watched the Super Bowl on that screen. Yeah, so I mean, and it's, it's, it's actually. It's Where were you when it happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually you watched quite the Saints lovely. win the Super Bowl at well, no, the no, not that, club. Not that. Not that one. Game. This was back in two thousand. Okay, that so. would have been a good place to watch. Oh, you but, just well, and it is. It's it's you, you know it's a lovely movie theater room. So and are they playing porno stuff or is yes, it just, generally yeah. speaking, okay. yes, of okay. course. It's not when Harry met Sally. No. Um, okay. It's not Point Break. <laughs> okay, so there's a dance so, floor downstairs. We go upstairs, and there's so far there's and a there's pornographic a lobby, movie theater. Well, there's a lobby lounge. It's kind of like Mitch Foreman's house. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. And good for you, dude. Uh, okay, so so far, so far, no sex. No. Well, and in yeah, the yeah. room where you're watching the movies. Yeah, you already walked by like four blowjobs. <laughs> well, and that is not unlikely. Right, it is it, a possibility. I mean, uh, people have sex in the lounge. I mean, it's not really. The lounge. What is the lounge? The the, like remember we talked about the dance floor. There's a lot of touching, grinding, but there's no real sex or any explicit. Is there a rule? No fucking on the dance floor, like no spitting or shoes. I've seen people have sex in the in the club component or the lounge. Right, but it's not necessarily. Right, it's not the. It's not the usual. Okay, you go upstairs and you're in the lobby lounge area, sort of like your airport lounge, and you're having a cocktail. Once you get to the upstairs point. You have more freedom, right? To touch and and become a part of other scenarios. Are people wearing clothes here at this point? Yes, at this point they are, and sometimes when you, you know, say touch someone, I can go and touch somebody if I feel like. It. Well, well, no, you need to be polite right. and ask permission. You know, can I touch you? Yes. Well, it's basically okay. it's not like yo, hey baby, can I touch you? <laughs> well, what's the lingo? What am I supposed to do? Well, it's more like you know. Right. It's a soft touch on the shoulder with a couple that's kissing and you know, it's and if they give you the proper, you know, look or motivation or okay, then you can go a little further and it's like anything else. Personality will get you everywhere. Yes. Okay. And that can Should I try and be funny? 
Um, yeah, no. Um, you don't, you don't it, it is not comic relief. It laughing, is. And, laughing and fucking is not good at the same time. No, no, no. Laughing and fucking can be very good. But well, laughing while someone's fucking is not a good thing. In this particular scenario, making a George Carlin joke is probably not your best bet. Okay, so be serious, but... Well, not serious, but it's 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 physical funny. and it's intimate. Right. I mean, it's you're supposed to have felt... You know where you're at. You know what you're getting yourself into. So there's some part of you that's supposed to be heated and kind of ready okay, for so, those experiences. Okay, so I'm, I'm ready. I'm down there. I've paid my money. Okay, I've so gone in, in. I've had in, a dance okay, with Okay, the first I've thing, you're in, you're in the porno room upstairs. Yes, porno And you room. see and a couple, I, and okay, you're now, watching the movie, and okay, you see a couple, and they're making st- out. Let me stop you right there. And I recognize them. Okay. From Tipitina's. Okay. You, you don't, and they're also you don't my, say anything. You don't say anything. Don't say a thing. I don't care if you know them from the PTA or from yeah. your church. I don't care if they were at your house last night for dinner. You do not say anything. Don't say. And you treat that scenario not like, yo, hey, what's up? And, oh, brother, man, I just fed you like gumbo yesterday. You do exactly what you're supposed to do in that situation. You... Old school New Orleans. Uh, you do touch, what you want to do, but you don't talk about but it. But you don't talk day. about okay. it. That's my thing because everybody in New Orleans knows each other. Well, and they all talk about it, but they softly talk about it. And then when you're out in public, yes, everybody knows. Everybody knows what everybody does. But there is some part of New Orleans where they talk about you behind your back and they talk about you with other people, but they never like confront you to your face. Okay, so... So I go to the place Classic. and I'm and I'm yeah. and I'm banging both of you guys, right? Okay. Okay. And then uh, you know, then it's Friday morning and I and, and, we and I run into you together. at PJ's. Yeah. Then we have we say, Hey, what's And up? what do we do? Do we say, Hey, what a great night last night or do we just pretend that never happened? We pretend it never happened. We say right. we have a cup of coffee and we say, Hey, it was great. I heard your show last week, that was wonderful, and that's it. Okay. So no, and that's it's like a code of Silence outside. Yeah, but it's not an awkward wow, okay. code of silence. It's just. It's just. But that's the way it is, though. It's the way it is. So if I do this, I don't yeah, say if to you're, somebody. If I don't recognize you. Yeah, if your child's high school principal was like going down on your wife, and you have a school conference with him the next day, and you're in there, you're just like, "Well, thank you very much for giving my son that great record, and uh, I appreciate it, and I'll see you later." You do not go, "Well, thanks for eating her out and making her come so hard she couldn't see straight for two days." Okay. When you when you do break when you do cross Can that I just line, write that you, down then you've broken down the code. You've well, broken right. down the scenario if you, completely. If you do right. talk about it, it's going to get back to someone else. If you start talking about and it, and you're not going to be let back in, you're not going to be welcomed into the scenario. I mean, yes, everybody knows that everybody knows, but at least there's the decency of pretending like it didn't all happen. Right. Does, I have a question. Does the club like does the the place that we're talking about? You know, like if. Some weird shit happens. Like, if you hook up with someone at that place, and then they fuck your shit up in real life. No, there is you, no like, responsibility to the club at all. It's all right. your personal responsibility, just like with anything. But like like a bar that you frequent all the time, you can tell your bartender friend, man, that fucking dude really... Well, no, if somebody... If somebody acted... Like well, okay, if ones, somebody kind of, acted wholly inappropriately within the environment, uh-huh. then yes, they probably would be... Sort of shunned. Yeah. Right. I mean, it just goes to show, I mean, you know, keep your mouth shut, do what you want to do. Right, but then but just act like a, you know, person about the rest of it. This is our producer, Trish. Trish, <laughs> I did a little investigative reporting, so I went down there to find out about Colette's. And um, there seemed to be different rooms with different rules. There so were, yes. you were talking about, like, the voyeur room. Yes. The room, when you went inside, it was an enormous bed. Yes. That when you're inside, it's a mirror. Yes. But so you, the people, almost like CSI. Well, and so exactly. when people are on the outside, they can look in, but you don't see the people looking well, in. Well, exactly. And that's so that the couple in that room feels the comfort level to express themselves as a couple, and the people on the outside can experience that kind of raw sexuality that they're having without the couple putting on a show or necessarily remembering that they're being seen. And the other room that I didn't look at very carefully that I wished I had was the library. What's in the library? <laughs> <laughs> the library is a new one on me. Yeah, I um, don't know that one either. Yeah. yeah. It's beautiful. Um, oh, oh, is yeah, it? Now, come on, honey. <laughs> How pretty is it? <laughs> so, Trish, you just went down there for work, right? You weren't... Yeah. Yeah, just for research. Uh, and and, and ha- yeah. did I see you there? 
I, mean, <laughs> I, went, I went very early. Nobody I was, was kidding. There. I was but, kidding. But I did get a tour, and there were rooms where that lined the wall. I don't know if this is when you were but, there. Right. That had cr- two sets of curtains. Right. Right. The gauze curtains, so you the can gauze, see. So you can see in and maybe invited in. Well, and then exactly. If they closed it tight, then they didn't want anybody else coming in. Exactly. Correct. But you still want to have the visual aspect of other people watching you, and you can actually welcome other couples into the scenario if you want to. It's a little bit easier, a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. You and know. Then, where you're a little more comfortable with the idea of somebody kind of engaging you in the prospect. And then there are two private rooms that you can flat out go in I and close those. the door for, yes. you, for your and own they privacy. Yes, they have porn in there. Yes. They do. For and your then, pleasure and enjoyment. Yes. And then there is a group room that's very similar to the voyeur room, except there's no window. And it's and all... it's couples only, or if you bring the other person yes. in. Or but see, and then you know the rules. But I wonder how a new person knows all these rules. Well, well you know what? Well, nobody's, nobody's walking in there without some basic knowledge of the scenario. Nobody's going, yo, I'm going to go to Colette's and dance, man. Well, well Trish went down there without knowing anything and seemed to have got it. Yeah, a but you <laughs> went for work. But there was Which also... Which is different. I'm, I'm going to get a and bunch you, of and, and actually, <laughs> just better for it. And you had, you did have a basis of information before you went there. You knew where you were going. You knew the scenario. And nobody's walking in there going, yo, what's up, bitches? I mean, it's, you know... <laughs> but there's also, I mean, there's is been there a big... a swimmer's club for those kind of people, though? That's Jasmine, is so I hear. Okay. Right. What's but, up, bitches? That's more hardcore, just sex only. Um, I, I, it seems to be a little more ghetto fabulous. Cool, that's one I would not. Are you, talk, are you saying <laughs> that there's? Are you trying to say that there's a black swingers club and a white swingers club? No, 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 oh, no, 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 no. What do you mean? I'm saying there's. Well, I'm saying there are scenarios where there's uh, an older clientele that is. You know, very structured and, you know, in their way, in season. This is Colette. Yes, Colette. Where they're doing cocaine. Well, yes, of MDMA, course. MDMA. Yeah, like yes, there, Viagra. There you go. Palace to Acme. It's it's a difference <laughs> in scenario. It, you know, it's it's a level of rules and regulations. I mean, so like at a place like one of the other places, you might have more people like grabbing and touching at you, and you would have to like stand up and go, yo, not the thing I want you to do, just back it up. Like where it collects, people that go there know immediately not to overstep certain boundaries. And okay. There was, I mean, there was a, a definite shift in activity at Colette. Um, for the first two years they were open, you know, and then... Oh, they and were... also there are bigger girls at the other club. A little more hardy. At Jasmine? Yes. But Sorry. at Colette, um, Gambit did a piece on the club and wrote him up, and after that... The club was filled with people who were just there to watch. They were there to gawk. Right. Well, they and were there to like circus watch. They exactly. weren't there to participate. Right. And that's why the other club probably isn't so known. And it's a little bit more raw. And I mean, the people who were there, the hardcore players beforehand, abandoned the club because they, they don't want that they kind. Do, they of... don't want the you know the inspection. The uh... mm. well, they don't want to be watched let by me... people that are gawking. Uh, they want let's, participation. Uh, let's let's talk about sex addiction in a minute. But first of all, James, one more song before <laughs> sex addiction. I, I, I'm interested. Do in you have a song about sex addiction? <laughs> I could write one for you. <laughs> no, I don't. We could do a rap, <laughs> man. <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna play? Um, is that your fiance on? Is that your fiance on the guitar? Yeah, this is my. This is. Yeah. Oh, you have a photo. Taped onto the guitar. Of a this is a 1963 uh, Harmony Sovereign. It's actually the guitar that uh, Jimmy Page wrote, recorded uh, Stairway to Heaven on. The same, not this very actual guitar, yeah, but the same type of guitar. The same one. This exact guitar. $500,000. You're so full of shit. I tell you, you what, it's a good investment. Straight. Good investment. That's a good guitar. It's a beautiful yeah. guitar. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Page. So Stairway to Betrayed. On the new okay. record. I betrayed all my friends. I cheated on my one woman. I lied to my grandma. 
Yes, a romantic little love song from James Hayes, I'm the kind of guy that makes you want to die. Perversely, you have to have quite a lot of self-esteem to write a song that talks about yourself so badly, don't you? Yeah, or just a lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of self-esteem. Because you don't really believe you're that person, surely. No, surely not. Not at all. <laughs> no, it's just a song. It's know? just a song. It's just a song. Yeah. It, it makes people smile, especially when they hear, you know, the word calm and they're grandma together they're just, you know, so <laughs> weird and they're just like jerk off in the park works really well too jerk off yeah. in the park yeah. family torn apart like no one wants to think of those two things together oh absolutely they do when, well, yeah, well, <laughs> they do they don't want to but they, they do. just don't but you have to have it. a special kind of skill to be able to put those things into a lyric and then marry it to a great well, melody like well, that and sell it well you have that great, great girlfriend that's helping you motivate for all this aren't you the being a, being a great oh, yeah. songwriter like that is is so deceptively simple looking, but so difficult it's to pull so, off. So, it's so, so simple. Well, it okay, looks so simple when you sit down wrong. and do it. Everyone should try it. Oh. Anyone could do it, right? Anyone can play Just guitar. write a hit. Anyone can not play, play guitar. Anyone could play guitar. Not anyone could write a song. Yeah. No, that you're a great songwriter. That was a you great song. Another, you got time for, for another one later, right? Well, well, we could squeeze it in in a minute. You want to? Yeah, sure. Okay, we don't really, but we'll, at the very end, we might be able to, you know, fade out on it or something yeah. dramatic like Let's that. Let's do that. But I, I just want to talk about sex again for a second because okay. we still have a little yeah, bit of time. Um, Are you sure you want to talk about sex? Because I really thought this well, was I about don't. baking. I want. You, I wanted because people have back have, to the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> What what is the difference between going out like this to a club and talking about sex and wanting to have sex all the time and sex addiction? Um, actually, <laughs> I have very recent experience to uh, figure that out. There is a person that's very close to me at this point, and he had told me that I was probably categorically a sex addict, mm-hmm. and I denied it completely. I said, I like pleasures of the flesh. I enjoy these moments. I don't feel like I'm addicted to it anyway. And then I had an experience over the last couple of days that made me realize that there is a sort of compulsion for me. That, you know, I don't... This is just the last few days, you said? Yes. After years and years and years of this lifestyle? Well, because years and years and years in lifestyle and, and of this lifestyle, I just thought it was a part of, you know, my sexual nature yeah i didn't really consider it wrong i know i wasn't hurting anyone it was fun and pleasurable for me i didn't consider myself an addict in any way i've seen addicts you know on drugs and alcohol and that sort of nature and i didn't consider myself in that vein of things until 
the last few days, and I had an experience Wh recently. What was the experience? What happened? Um, I'm not going to discuss particularly the experience, but it let me know for sure that my tendencies towards pornographic materials and conversations and those sort of things that maybe in light of that weren't always best for my relationships that I did have an issue that I wasn't in complete control of that if I was allowed to fully express every uh, impulse or motivation that I had that I would and that that did categorize as an addiction I, this I don't know it seems like you're saying that you on one hand are completely honest and open Okay, no, I. On the other hand, that's not an. I've had some. Uh, okay, I've had some difficulty finding a job. Okay. In the area since I've gotten back, so I decided to be a phone sex operator for a moment. It's bullshit. You this know? is in New Orleans. You mean you moved back to New Orleans? Yes. And you're looking for work like other people do. Like normally. other people do, and this. And what sort of work are you looking for? Just a general sort just of job. Just anything. anything. I don't. I don't right. even care. I've done everything. It doesn't even matter. I just want to work. Okay. And Make some money. Earn a paycheck yeah. and that sort of thing. And okay. this was easy, and it was extraordinarily available, and I found myself in a situation where that was intriguing. It was titillating, mm -hmm. and it shouldn't have been. Why not? Well, it's a job. Are you supposed to sit there and pretend but, that like, you're everybody's having sex like, on the phone? Yeah, you're pretending, and you're supposed to be you... following your toenails and uh, all that I stuff, see. but it's But you actually found it enjoyable. I found it pleasurable, and I realized right away that for the health and benefit of my life and my relationship, that that wasn't something I could do. Okay, well, that's... Okay, so does that mean you're a sex addict now? I believe that there are some definite parts of it that I might have those... Tendencies, yes. And what do you do if you're a sex addict? I think just like what you do for anything else, except I'm not going to go to NAAA or SA <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> what I say, if you call yourself a sex addict, I'll call myself an alcoholic. Okay, you know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's like some, <clears throat> I recognized. Not, I recognized. Let's not count that out <laughs> I recognized there was a scenario that I shouldn't put myself in. Sure. You know, it yeah. was dangerous to my relationship. It was not necessarily beneficial to my life. And it was just an awareness of the fact that this is not something I could do day to day without you mean having it. Fucking indiscriminately down at Colette is probably a sex addiction. No, not necessarily. No. So, in other words, you like the job too much. Exactly. And, and I, can, I can see where that can be scary. Um, and it, it's not necessarily a benefit. And being as sexually open as I've been in my life. I didn't realize that I could cross a line. I didn't know there was a line to cross. But within our personal relationships and the fact that, yeah, well, people go, ooh, swingers, and nah, they're different, and oh, my God, it's like being a vampire or a goth or something. I mean, the reality is you still want... Being popular in itself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> popular in itself. You, you finished yeah. that sentence. You still want what? Well, you still want your interpersonal relationships. You still want your You still you know, want to be in love with one you person. You still want to be, be in love with yeah. some person. You want to be connected. But there are you know degrees where, for myself personally, that I realized I can't step over those boundaries. It's difficult to be in a relationship with someone if you're fucked up on drugs a lot or yes. if you're high on alcohol a lot or if you you know want to play too much golf or you're well, addicted to anything. Well, whatever it is, or gambling. So, or, yeah, and, whatever and, it is. And if you watch too much porn. Or it interferes with your relationship. It's all very so similar. So are you saying now that the, all the sex you've been having has been interfering with your relationship? No, not at all. Not the sex I've been having, but if I... I know for me personally, if I open myself up to too much, um, to too many experiences, to, too, to being too bold, to being completely regardless of what it is for a sexually pleasurable moment, that that will take some part of myself away and it could be destructive in my personal life and in my professional life. So the question I have is then, the, the feeling is where do you go from there? Well, where do you go from there? I mean, you, you, you make a judgment call and you say, look, these are things that I definitely want to be in my life. They're things that I'm comfortable with, but this is the level for me personally that I don't cross. This is a line that I know is a line for me. It's not blurred. It's very direct. If I cross this line, then I'm going to find myself in a scenario that's not going to be healthy for me 
or the other person in my life. That's probably how you live too, John, isn't it? Well, I... I you have it under control. I do have it under control, considering, I mean, I, I'm not Catholic, but I grew up in Catholic schools. I had a very strict upbringing. Well, that might explain a lot. And... Then you know I was I was a good boy. I was a good boy (laughs) for the longest time, and you were a cop. I was a cop. I was an EMT. You're a you're a fucking conundrum, man. (laughs) uh, Well, I was I was a housewife that never cheated and had unsatisfactory intimate relationships for over 15 years. So no, yeah, totally. I have more ill will towards cops than I ever have housewives. Oh, yeah. And by the way, yes, we all hate police officers. Yeah, yeah, y'all suck categorically. I'm no longer a police officer. So what what happened? The thing is, though, it's, I mean, it was a journey that that everyone has, a, a sexual progression, and I know where the line is. I mean... Well, you know where your line is, and you know where the line is with you and your girlfriend. Exactly. But the, the, the question remains the same. Where do you draw the line? What progresses after swinging? If you get used to crazy sex, I mean... If How you do you go back into right, normal monogamy? If you monogamy, can't have normal sexual relations without, you know, oh, there's got to be 30 people there, and they all have, have to have pinatas on their heads. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, how, did, how did you deal with that, John? I don't have that problem. Cold I mean, turkey. I've, I've done... Well, no, and, and, and for some people it is cold turkey. For some people it is a problem, but you do have to evaluate the scenario. With the whole 30 people in the room, pinatas on their head, and, you know, you have to go, okay, I want some other sexual experiences, but I love this person, I want to be with this person, I honor them, I honor myself, I have some respect and dig, but there are some other things that the normal society might deem subversive or, you know, incorrect, and those are still a part of your experience. You just have to find the right person to be with so that you can communicate with each other so that you know... You're on the level. Exactly. I mean, you, you have to find what's what's right for you. I mean, I can't say, I, I can't imagine any situation or scenario that I haven't done that I want to do. Uh, I mean, You've done I mean, everything you ever wanted to do. Well, uh, as far as sex goes, I, I, I mean, other than, I guess, death by high school cheerleaders, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can't think of, of something yeah, that I wouldn't see, want to do. And see, mine is a high school gym teachers. So okay. there we go. So you you don't have any fantasies left, and you're happy, but you don't want to give it up. Well, no, you still have fantasies left. Well, I mean, there are lines that I, I can't cross. My girlfriend has already said more than two guys is not going to happen. You know, and, and that's in fine. what period of time? At once, you mean? At yes, once, or at at, once. in a night? At, at once. At once. So, and and I'm fine with that. I mean, uh, I don't have any desire. Like, hey, come on over. Let's get a football Yo, team. Let's go. Okay. You know, run a train through her, and right. I won't have anything other than one man at a time if I'm in a relationship. And, uh, I have w- and, one little story about that. Yes. Um, I was asked to set up a gangbang for a guy's wife, a local couple. He told me 15 guys and an audience, mixed male-female audience. How much? Okay, I'm up for that next time. Well, Let me know. <laughs> he lied yeah. to her and told her, oh, there's going to be about seven guys there. She walked in the door and she Whoa. saw a house full of people and she just started crying. And I'm like, now here I am. I look like the asshole. But all I was doing was what your husband requested. Well, before it was over with, one of the guys that was there was, you know, they were established swingers. She she knew him. He and her started before it was over with. She fucked 15 guys and two women. So it all worked out great. She did the 15 guys that were there. No, it didn't. But it didn't work out great. But it didn't work out great. No, not at all. I mean, because Because she had serious issues. She she went with it because it was set up for her, and she was already in a scenario where she wouldn't say no. She was bombarded with something, but she wasn't strong enough at that point to go, look, no. And he well, he violated my trust as well as hers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she had an expectation. Are they still married? Guys there. They are still married. They are still very active in the swing community. But I don't have very much interest to be associated with them because of what he did. He lied to me. Mm. And that's a really that's huge a no-no. denominator. And that came back he on me. Kind of pushed her out of the plane. She had well, he did. He said. He, sa- he said. Yeah. You know what? You are. You're an object. You're a thing. And she gave her no option. Okay, we, we're, we're we're out of time. We have to get out of here. But is there is there a lot of this the, the voyeurism? This is my final question for the day. Here is there a lot of voyeurism and audience? There's more voyeurism and audience than anything else. It's people that are intrigued by it, people that are interested in maybe 
spicing up a relationship or, you know, trying to figure out how that fits into the needs or the fantasies that they play into. And so they just want to see it. They just want to be a and part of it. And is that cool if someone listening to this yes, thinks I'd like to go down to Colbert yes, and watch people bang cool, each other through the window? Yes, it's very cool. As long as it's not like Mardi Gras tourists going, yo, what's up? We're all looking exactly. at people having sex. But if somebody's really intrigued by the situation and they are going there with respect and they're being polite and dignified, then yeah, they're watching and experiencing it is absolutely acceptable. And okay. there's nothing like the anticipation to look at someone. Yes. You see their eyes open up like dinner plates. Oh, and uh, they've never seen anything like this before. And it turns the other people it, on. It, it is it is absolutely wonderful. It's like um, a religious experience. It is. It's um, like if Yes, we, well, because we all know God fucks us. So yes, it's very much like that. What a beautiful way to end uh, this show thank you so much you guys for coming down thank here you. and into this undisclosed location and taking part in a very different happy hour <laughs> indeed well thank you very much it's been great to have you our special guests have been john mariella and james hayes the singer songwriter and frontman from the lovey doveys our producers are melinda hawes and trish kaufman our executive producer is tanya castellanos our consultant producer is ali duffy on the controls today, our technical director is Nicole Howard. Christian Unruh is our music director, and Cliff Brigden is the web designer and our link to everything in the real world. Our theme song was written and is being played right now by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our show is normally recorded live at the Collins Hotel at 3811 St. Charles Avenue, a great place to come and have a cocktail if you're in New Orleans and a great place to come and stay if you're going to come and visit us here in New Orleans. Check out our other shows on our website, itsneworleans.com. There's tons more happy hours and also there's Psych Ward for you to check out. Until next time on Happy Hour, thanks for joining us. I'm Grant Morris.